Hey, welcome to Stirring Faith with Cherry Strange. Thank you for joining me today. Stirring Faith aims to lead women to desire more of God in their everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Now, let's get started. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Cherry Strange. And if you tried to find the weekly broadcast last Tuesday on our regular broadcast day, you could not find it. In fact, it did not exist. We operate out of Houston. And last week, Hurricane Laura was threatening our area at the time the broadcast would have been created and launched. All the time devoted to the construction and airing of that podcast was given to Hurricane Prep. (laughs) For a hurricane that ended up turning about 50 miles east of us, but nonetheless, we still had to do all the things. And the schools were out. Everything was just a little crazier, even than the normal crazy that it is right now. We started school last Monday, and by Tuesday, we were shut down halfway through the day to do that. There was no time to get anything up or even to communicate. We feared the loss of power for a couple of weeks, even if we didn't get a direct hit. So we were uh, just scrambling there for a couple of days. So I'm very thankful that today to be here, not trying to scramble with power and the basics, but we do need to remember our neighbors in Lake Charles and the other parts of the coastal region that were hit. We've heard from a few of our friends who are hosting family members that have had to relocate and the disaster relief that's going on in those areas. So please keep those who've been impacted in your prayers. If you're not dealing with the devastation by Hurricane Laura, you might be dealing with fires in California. So please remember those individuals also. Otherwise, you might be experiencing just some change in your life right now because it is September 1st guys and that means things are beginning to look a little bit different. I think for most that is a welcome sight even if we don't know how it's going to turn out. Most of us have been at home the majority of the past six months more than ever before and there is a saying that's developed about how people have dealt with their forced staycation. We've all emerged as one of these four categories drunks, monks, honks, or chunks. About eight weeks into the quarantine, I I went into the public with just a small group in their backyard. You know, we were all social distancing in the beginning, and it was a girls' gathering, and this small group of women stood around confessing how already none of their pants fit. They had to wear something different, or the pants were tight because they were just eating all the time. So they were experiencing the chunk thing. I get it. Corona has not been kind to most of us. So today, I want to take those assessments of the drunks, monks, hunks, and chunks by the horns and talk about making fitness an act of worship. Now, before you stop the podcast, I am not a health nut by any by any means. And I'm not about to point you to something like holy yoga. I simply want to lead us through some guiding principles that make fitness an act of worship as something we should absolutely be aiming toward. The first one as a guiding principle should be to remember that it is a holy responsibility. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take some scripture for each one of these points and point us to the scripture and then talk about it for a few minutes. The first scripture comes from 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? And the second one is also from 1 Corinthians. It's just a few chapters later. Chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. The moment I became a follower of Christ, my physical body 
took up the residence of the Holy Spirit. Now, unlike those in our society, I'm not supposed to be trying to get the attention of other people to gaze at me and my body when I'm out and about or by my social media posts. It matters not whether I can pull off a bikini successfully or not. That's not the issue. Paul is reminding us here twice that it's not my body to flaunt or to accentuate and it's not yours. Filling my body with bags of M&Ms and Oreos and cheese fries until I pop is also not on the table. But starving it half to death and exercising four hours a day in order to gain the approval of others and even for self-gratification is also out of place. These, my friend, are the things you and I do left unto ourselves. We neglect to keep in the front of our minds who is living in us and the gravity of that reality. Ours is a holy responsibility. That is the first point because the spirit within us is holy. Making fitness an act of worship rather than a chore we need to accomplish. Changing that perspective will help us to keep in mind the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. That's got to be the first thing. We've got to remember it as a holy responsibility, not just as a chore you and I just dread embarking upon. The second thing as a guiding principle is to remember that the Christian life is a life of discipline. This is from 1 Corinthians also in chapter 9. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. That is Paul talking. Again, he's talking to the same audience. He continues to use the same physical comparison of the body and exercise with the disciplines of the Christian life. It is not as if you throw caution to the wind and simply embrace your spiritual side at the expense of your physique. Unless you have medical limitations, I suppose. The tragic reality most of the time is that we simply don't like the discipline of it. We don't want to run or walk or skip or hop or plank. Why? Well, because it's hard. In light of what Paul has just said, it seems the expectation is that we will do both, spiritually and physically. We will exhibit self-control to discipline the temple of our bodies, and we will aim towards self-control and discipline, keeping our wants and our desires and impulses under control spiritually as well. He's issuing one and the same mentality. It's aiming and disciplining. You need a plan and the will to execute your plan. In the Christian life, we cannot get away from these necessities for growth. That's really what he's trying to convey here. And that would be a strong guiding principle for fitness as worship. The third one is that your fitness is not just about you. Hebrews 12, 10 through 13 says, For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift 
your droopy hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint but rather be healed. Now at first glance, these verses seem all about the individual. We talked about this a few weeks ago. But the message of Hebrews is one of community. I am responsible for you and you for me. The writer here admits that no discipline is fun, but it's necessary because it changes us from the inside out. More than that, your changing impacts those entrusted to you. So don't make it harder than it needs to be. Make the paths straight so others can follow. The picture given is that of wagon wheel ruts that the next person down the road tries to follow to keep them on the right path so they don't get off track. That's you, my friend. So your discipline matters. Your fitness as worship matters beyond whether you feel like it or not or whether you value it today or not. You are creating paths for others. So let us make them worth following. Number four, it builds your endurance and builds my endurance. Therefore, says Hebrews 12:1, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Our discipline in this area as worship builds our own endurance so that we can do more and greater things. The best example I have experienced in this area is when I got this harebrained idea to run the Oklahoma City Marathon. A marathon is 26.2 miles. I had never ran more than six miles and I'd only done that once in my life. Incidentally, I ended up doing not only that marathon but another marathon and a couple of halves. I am a squatty body if you've not seen me in person. I am not an athlete. In fact, I'm a non-athlete. So here's why I find this example so powerful when I think about endurance. I never thought I could have done it. I went from couch potato to finisher and all it took was sheer discipline. I don't bring anything to the table. Nothing but a pair of tennis shoes. I mean, seriously, and I didn't even have those. I had to go to the store. I have no abilities. I have no physical prowess. No special traits coming into the situation. Just doing the deeds day after day. And I did it. Me, the squatty body, the non-athlete. And honestly, it did so much for me and my understanding of what I can do that I have no idea that I can do. I wish I'd done it years before. And sister, you have no idea what you can do until you put your discipline to work. Build that endurance. I would say the second element is a picture that I will never forget. When you begin to run a marathon, they start it way early in the morning. It's dark, it's cold, you line up long before the gun's going to fire to start running. So there's a lot of standing and waiting in your spot, along with literally 10,000 other people on a normal case scenario. Probably not now, they're probably not even having it. Everyone's going to be wearing sweatpants, sweatshirts, gloves, maybe an extra shirt on top of that, maybe a scarf. They got all kinds of garb on to stay warm and uh, get ready to run that race. But when that gun goes off and they start running that race for the first five miles, they're just lining the road with clothes they're discarding. You better watch out. You're going to get hit by some sweatshirt or somebody's pants because They don't need it to run. That's what the writer is talking about. Throwing off everything and anything 
that's going to slow you down because it's a long, long, long race. And you are never going to make it if you're carrying extra stuff. Fitness as worship helps us to put these ideas together. It's one and the same pursuit. What is keeping you from running your best race today? What's slowing you down? The encouragement here is to get rid of it. You don't need it. You won't make it unless you throw it aside from one non-athlete turned finisher to you, wherever you line up on this. The path from couch potato to finisher, from Laos to experiencing the disciplined life you long for is often a matter of putting on your shoes and showing up, building that endurance so that tomorrow you can go just a little bit further because it's a long, long race and it's your race to win. Number five, your life should look different than your neighbor's. 1 Corinthians 6.12 says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. And Romans 12.1 and 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. In this context, your fitness as worship is going to look different. And it should because you're doing it as an act of worship, right? It's going to look different than your neighbor. Maybe it will be the clothes you wear, the music you listen to. My daughter, she's often been the only girl on her team wearing a shirt. Yes, the only girl on her team wearing a shirt. Everyone else is just wearing a sports bra. Even when we're not monitoring her behavior, her practice is the same. She simply doesn't feel comfortable. Why not? Well, because her body's not her own. She's being transformed rather than conformed by her surroundings. Do our decisions slap our culture in the kisser in ways that leave us having to make daily choices against our natures, driven toward comfort and delectable delicacies and beach lounging and our need to be found beautiful? Why, yes, but we are not our own. We were bought with a price. Today, I'm not suggesting that if your BMI exceeds the normal range or you tip the scales either way or you get winded just going up and down a flight of stairs or You decide to train for a difficult race that requires extra focus. That you're somehow living in sin or missing the mark. Anything like that. What I'm attempting to suggest is that you and I take Paul's message and the writer of Hebrews' encouragement to heart. That we begin to live as if the Holy Spirit really resides within us. And that these bodies of ours that can take up so much of our attention, moving our focus off of worship, are truly instruments of worship worship and we want to move them back into this rightful position so as you go this week i want to provide you with a few resources i have not cornered the market by any means on this area i just want to help you get on your way so i'm going to give you about five resources the first one if you're interested in walking it's free and it's easy you want an app to help keep you on target and give you some goals you want a free app i found one that i like called me dot walking it's just me dot walking 
it does all that I just said and more. It even keeps track of your water intake. And uh, you can set your own goals. You can put in your profile, all that kind of stuff. The second one, if you just want to monitor your water intake, because I've really struggled with that, I've downloaded something called Plant Nanny. And it's basically you just water a fake plant on your phone and it reminds you when you haven't had enough water that kind of thing i'm total failure at this even though my water intake is increased for the year i forget to water my plant but just having the free app is help you can go ahead and do that another suggestion is to find an accountability group even while we're social distancing you can do this online Uh, my friend meredith hosts one on instagram i've known her since she was hardly an adult since then she's had three kids and moved all over the country and she's become a fitness coach and she i've been watching her do this she's done this very well Uh, she makes menus she does workout plans accountability encouragement from a christian perspective she's a sweetheart and they gather online at five o'clock in the morning (laughs) you can find her on instagram at my.faithandfitness and i'm going to post this on the website in a blog later this week number four is Spotify. I hope you have found Spotify. I find it so much easier to worship when I'm literally moving to music that moves my thoughts and hearts toward God. So I have created a walking playlist. It's called Walking One, and I'm sharing it with you. It's going to be about 30 minutes of Christian music you can walk to. At least you try it. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe not. My music taste may not be what you would care for. At least you didn't have to create it yourself. And if you don't have Spotify and you want the list, just contact me and we'll see how we can help you. The next one is to change your plate, take your plate is what I'm calling it. Change your plate, take your plate. If you're struggling with your food intake or your diet as it is and it's it's just too much, that's most of us. Here's a trick that I picked up a long time ago that has really helped me through the years. When at home, eat on a smaller plate. When you're out plan on taking a portion home. Already before you go, plan on taking a portion home. Decide before you go to the restaurant that you will not finish your meal. Generally, for most Americans, we struggle with portion size. It's not that we eat too little, we binge on too much. No one needs all the food restaurants put on our plates. In fact, I read an article recently in Time Magazine that reported on a study finding that 92% of restaurant meals provide more calories than is recommended for the average person and that the portion sizes were quote obscene. We often carry that bad vibe home adding too much to the rest of our meals. Get a cute little plate that you love. Get a set of them if you want. Make them your dinner plates. Plan on a doggy bag if you get food out and you will be on your way to increasing your portion control and focusing the fitness of your temple on someone greater than yourself. It's an easy thing to do. It's mental. It's just a mind switch, but we do not need everything that we're given. Hey, don't do this alone. We are here for each other. You and I are the body of Christ, and within that body, capital B, is a collection of bodies Hosting the Holy Spirit within. May we think more intentionally about making fitness an act of worship every single day of our lives. And talk about it, sharing, helping, and nurturing each other, even at a distance, as we go. I really am so glad to be back with you this week. Thank you so much for listening and being here. And don't forget to rate 
the podcast below the episode and leave a comment. Just one sentence would be so helpful. I can't wait to get back with you again next time on the Stirring Faith Podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Stirring Faith Podcast. We plan to release a new episode once a week, and I would invite you to become a subscriber because it makes it so much easier. Please remember to rate, review, and share the podcast. You may never know the difference that you can make by just making a recommendation and sharing a resource. So please pass along what you find here. Don't keep it to yourself. It's so easy to do. Post it from Spotify into your stories. I would personally be grateful. And remember, there is more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful resources at your fingertips. Just go to www.sheyearns.com where you're going to find more reading plans, videos, articles, and other resources, more than there's ever been before, to help stir more desire for God into your everyday life. I'm Cherry Strange, and it is always a pleasure to meet you here.